Hello, hello, guys, and welcome to episode number five of Holy Cow with Chase and Greg. I'm Chase, I'm Greg, and it's Tuesday morning at 9 a.m., and it's the best Tuesday morning because minor league baseball is back. Yay. Took the whole year off. They had all year, and uh, so we're back, and we thought it would be fun to celebrate, and we've got our buddy Cole Franklin. How's it going, Cole? What's up, guys? How are you guys? We Good. are doing great, man. Enjoying the time. It's it's finally time for dollar beers, and that's what we're excited about. <laughs> Thirsty Thursdays is the best thing. They've got this White Claw Wednesday in Tulsa, so people are excited. Tickets are like th- that's the best thing. I love I love minor league sports. I love minor league baseball. I think it's great. So thanks for coming on the show, man. Absolutely. Thank you guys yes, for having me. Up. I really appreciate it. So. Cole is an Oklahoma native like me, so he's strong. He's just a genuine badass at most things that he does. He's butter. So we, we were like, man, let, let's have him on. It'll be a lot of fun. We were going to have him last week, but schedules got flip-flopped or whatever. So this is definitely a comeback season for everybody. You had a little bit of – you had some injury issues, right? I, I did. No, sorry. You didn't? Okay, no, no. So, sorry, scratch that. He had no injury issues. Yeah, he, he's 100%. The Bleacher Nation guys don't lump people in, okay? So, so he's he's out. He's still out in Mesa right now. We should be seeing Greg. Might be seeing him a little bit more often if he ends up in South Bend. We would really like him in Iowa because I could see him in Oklahoma City. So that would be cool. But um, so, did you feel like last season without having a season at all? How do you adjust to that? Um, I think it was uh, you put a lot of responsibility on yourself. And that's when you kind of like the balls in your court to get better. And, you know, it's not forced down your throat. And it's kind of like to see how bad you really want it. And so I actually, I, I really, I really enjoyed kind of, you know, learning more about myself, about kind of my work ethic and being able to kind of do everything on my own. But uh, overall, I think I was really happy with, with last year, even though we didn't get to play a season, with how I progressed as a baseball player and as a person. And so I'm kind of thankful for that time. But uh, overall, I mean, you know, I always wish we played. But then again, there's pros and cons. Right. Uh, did you think at any point with baseball coming back there in July that you guys had a shot, or was it pretty well? Did, did you know that you weren't going to have a season last season? Uh, for a while, we, we thought we were going to be able to play at least maybe a little bit. But then, you know, as, as time went on, it slowly just kind of our chance went downhill. So it, right. was, it was tough. Man, you know, that was one of the things that's kind of been one of the traditions with my my family and stuff is to always go to the minor league games. Like we lived in Dallas and Tulsa and stuff like that. We'd go to Rangers games and any games that, you know, any chance we made it up to Chicago, we, we went to Wrigley. But the minor league teams, they're the heart and soul of a lot of communities. And so now they've got teams that have been moved around that aren't even affiliated or anything. It's like you were saying before, this could be kind of a shot for the indie guys. Uh, Absolutely, the yeah. Absolutely. Like you were saying about like just like you know small communities being brought together. Like a lot of uh, minor league ballparks are kind of like in remote locations that kind of really help you know the the city and everything. And so I I really enjoyed like you know last year I played or two years ago I should say. I played like Eugene, Oregon, and so I mean, I feel like Oregon's not really known for a baseball town, and kind of getting out there and, and seeing all the baseball fans out there was an unbelievable experience and kind of bringing life to, you know, when University of Oregon's not playing. Right. Did you did you have a host family there? 
No, sorry, we stayed in team hotels. Oh, did you? Okay. Yes. Gotcha. See, because I know some of those towns, they have like, that might be more indie ball or whatever. Like, they have host families and things like that. And yes, you know, that builds fans for life. Yes, I, I 100% agree. You know, and it's like, I mean, you're, you're you know, the Broken Arrow kid. You've, you've been to Drillers games. The people in town, they worship guys like Cody Bellinger and uh, Troy Tulowitzki and those guys that kind of come up in that system. And you, you get to see the what's coming for for the team and a lot of guys get you know there's a lot of guys that you see and next year it's like watch out for that guy he was he was great and so minor league ball is a real i mean it's a big thing and i know that they've kind of changed some things so is there any other teams out there right now you know there's always that shot that you might end up at south bend or anything like that south bend also has the what is it the cubs kind of what are they calling the team right now that's the transitional team? Oh, uh, the alternate side team? Yeah, the alternate side team. So how is yeah. that going to work with you guys? Uh, so They're no longer going to be doing transitional up there. Or are they not? Yeah, not so sure. it was like when the uh, – when, you know, normal minor league baseball starts, it was basically like the triple-A Okay. Up there, and so like, while no one was at you know South Bend, the AAA like alternate Texas team was up there playing. But once everybody uh, flew in there to start the season, then kind of like everyone went to like AAA and wherever they were going to start. Right. I mean, you know, I know the end goal is to move up and to continue to perform well. But I mean, right off the bat for the season, you know, what what are the things that you're wanting to work on? Because you, you're talked a lot about in that Cubs organization as one of the up-and-comers, the young guys. Absolutely, yes, sir. Uh, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is staying healthy, uh, definitely. Um, being more consistent with my curveball uh, and kind of, you know, go straight to hitters more, kind of not really give them too much credit. Uh and then at the end of the day, just give my team the best chance to, to win. Right. You know, um, well, I, and I think that, I think that you've got the stuff to do that. I mean, all through this, all through like, as we get beginning of the season has been going on, we've been seeing the old Cole Franklin name coming out. You've got an obvious shirt that says ice cold, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, so there's a lot of faith there and that guy, he's, we had him on and he told us, you know, he wore the shirt, Jake Arietta was lights out, the brand took off. So I think that's a good sign for you with the ice cold. I think maybe he's, he's that kind of uh, Cubs whisperer for you. I like, but, I like to hear that. No, he's a great guy. Right. So are, are the, um, do, do you think the expectations are higher now that COVID's gone? Like, I mean, what do you think, how do you think the season's going to be? It's really a comeback story for everybody. Baseball is back. Minor league baseball is back. It's kind of the end of the pandemic. Where do you see this going? Um, I kind of, I, I, I honestly, yes, I do believe that it's going to be a really like, you know, big season. But I, I never, I don't like like kind of, you know, putting unneeded pressure on myself. And so I kind of just. Well, out there, I just enjoy playing the game. I have fun with it. And so I never really think about outside things. I just kind of think about things I can control. And so I don't really, you know, like I said, put the outside pressure on myself. So I don't ever look at it as like, you know, right. comeback season or anything. It's just another game to me. 
hey, you gotta you gotta stay relaxed. There's a, there's a ton of games. Absolutely. You, you watch those guys, and it's. I'm sure that you read a lot of stuff online and stuff like that. I mean, people are panicking, hitting the panic button with the Cubs right now, and, and where they're at in the on the big league side of things. But you know, we won't get into that today. We're we're trying to be positive and uplifting. We'll get into that after the commercial read. Get Cole out of here. Um, <laughs> But, you know, what are, um, you know, what are the things outside of, I know, I know you want to pitch every day that you get to pitch. What are the things that you're really looking forward to, to getting back into baseball? I mean, there's got to be some things that you do to kind of relieve stress, you know, when you're on the road, what are the things that you're looking forward to being like, oh man, this is going to be as normal of a life of a ball player that you have. What's that one thing that you missed out on? Uh, I would say there's, uh, there's definitely a couple and, and number one is the, the fans. I mean, you miss having that, you know, that, that culture, that, you know, that Cubs culture that trickles down the whole, like through the whole organization. Um, so that's definitely the biggest thing is just playing in front of people. And also uh, I would say is having that teammate feeling again, since, right. like, you know, you, you didn't miss out on a whole, whole year and not really, you know, getting to hang out with your guys, hang out with your teammates, get to know each and every one of them more. And so that's a, that's a big thing that I, I really enjoy. And so it'll be good to get back to. Right. Greg, he's a, Greg is actually a very big uh, ballpark enthusiast. He goes to a bunch of ballparks throughout the season. He uh, actually went and did uh, Grapefruit and Cactus League. That's how much of a ball fan he is. He uh, flew out to Phoenix, did what? What was it? Six days you did in Phoenix, Greg? Got there on a Sunday and left on Thursday, so it was a little abbreviated this year. And then you left again on a Sunday, right, to Florida? Flew back on a Thursday night, flew out Friday, and ended up in Bradenton and saw the Pirates. I think four four games of the Pirates and I think two games of the Blue Jays there. So being a minor league guy, what are some ballparks that you would tell Greg that you need to put on that list? Uh, are you talking like overall, like minor league parks? Yeah, minor league parks that you've been to that you would say, if I was a fan or if I knew somebody that was looking for something unique, where would you send him? Um, so Hillsboro and uh, and Oregon, the Hops, which I think is the Diamondbacks, was an unbelievable field. Also, Vancouver was an awesome field. Uh, you've probably been to, you know, Fort Wayne. Yeah, that that feels unreal. Yeah, they they built that about 15 years ago. But one they replaced. They used to be the Fort Wayne residents, and then they built this new ballpark, and they're now known as the Kid Gather. The legend is Johnny Appleseed is from Fort Wayne. It's kind of a neat, a neat story. I don't know how historical it is, but. Uh, it's a beautiful ballpark. It's really one of my most favorite ballparks to go to. It's yeah. kid friendly. It's fan friendly. It's just a. I guess my only disappointment. I think they're a farm team for the Diamondbacks, but I'd rather see someone in the Midwest, Cubs, Reds, even White Sox. I mean, I'd go just to do the White Sox, but. <laughs> Nonetheless, it, it really is. It, it's a nice ballpark. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. What visiting ballpark have you been to that has the best hecklers? Uh, <laughs> man, Boise, Idaho, was pretty bad. That was uh, 
that's the Rockies. That's the Rockies, yeah. Okay. So that that was a that was a pretty bad one. Vancouver, they'll get on you too. Vancouver was pretty crazy. I mean, they were they were just relentless. But I'd say definitely those 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 are the top two for sure. Man, I'll tell you the worst stadium that I think I ever went to was before they built Bricktown in Oklahoma City. Yeah. The old Oklahoma City 89ers field. Okay. It smelled like what everybody's uncle that lives in a van would smell like. <laughs> like they just like had them all living there. It just <laughs> reeked of BO, cheap beer, and for some reason, cat piss. And you're just like, <laughs> why? It was. What a, what a great combination there. Yeah. That's yes. Awesome. That sounds nice. Yeah, it and it was like it was so weird. And then there was a spot out in East Texas that was a collegiate bat, like a collegiate league, summer league. And they were a high school field that somehow had a weird liquor license where they could serve beer. And they had a big wheel they would spin, and they had a, the roster for the team, the visiting team, and they would do like their number on there. And what that number, if that dude struck out, it was like dollar beer for the next like half inning. Yeah, the beer batter. We yeah. I felt so bad for a 20-year-old college kid and how depressed he had to be because they were cheering for his failure probably more than he'll ever be cheered for his success in his life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that, was the, that was the biggest thing. That's how I, like, he became the, like, the fan favorite pretty fast in Eugene is you strike out the beer batter. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the beer batter, he probably became a big fan if he struck out a lot. No, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> That was probably my most favorite thing about the minors is that the promotions, um, the opportunities for fans to win stuff, for kids to get on the field. You know, we, we lose that in the majors. And I understand that. I mean, it's a different, no pun intended, but it's a different, it's a different ballgame. But it is really fun. I retired as a fourth grade teacher last year. My fourth graders either to Fort Wayne or South Bend. Um, we went to Wrigley several years, Cincinnati, um, Indianapolis to see the Indians. We even went to Louisville to uh, the Bat Factory and then stayed and watched a Bats game. And, you know, even kids that I taught that really had no interest in baseball enjoyed it because there were things for them to do and play and you know they didn't have to just sit in a seat and watch a game for nine minutes. Yeah. I've always been a fan of the minor and if I lived a little closer, either Fort Wayne or South Bend, I'm an hour and a half away from both. I just might have a single job there. If it wasn't selling beer or hot dog, I'd be doing something. <laughs> I, I think they do have the best promotions, Greg. You're right. Um, I, I remember back in 2013, uh, the Florence Freedom, which was in the Frontier League, uh, they did the Manti Teo girlfriend bobblehead night when Manti Teo got busted with not having the girlfriend and it's an empty box. I thought yes. that was a really good giveaway. Um, I, I think a lot of those things like that are hilarious. Uh, Some of them skate on borderline decency but yes oh yeah what is the what is the what's the coolest one you've seen 
Um, so I don't know, man. We've had a lot. Um, I would say so. There's a thing called like uh, I forgot what it's called in Eugene, but it's like where you have to make like a cheeseburger, but like the, there's a person that's the bottom bun and a person that's stacking everything on top and then yeah. just like jumps on them at the end. That sounds fun. Like body slamming somebody else. Yeah, they, they they do that in either Fort Wayne or um, South Bend, and I mean they've got this big piece of cheese. They've got a yeah. big piece of lettuce, tomato, and I mean I was watching one time, and they were trying to sabotage each other to keep the other from winning. And I'm thinking this is going to evolve into a fist fight here if they don't stop <laughs> yeah. it. Um, it was fun to watch. Because then the last person, the other bud, they just right on top of me. Yeah. It, it, mine was that, or I forgot. There was a, uh, like, you know the blow-up, like, boxing gloves? Yeah. They had, like, a boxing match. <laughs> and that was hilarious. That can get rough. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. When Rugnetto, when Rugnetto Dorr punched uh, Jose Bautista. Oh, I mean, and yeah. that was, you know, that, the punch hurt around the world. Yeah. Um, Frisco Rough Riders, which is the double A for the Rangers, they had a Rugi punch that was like super strong alcohol uh, and Red Bull that they could only – they sold for like two weeks until they had somebody that just got like too many of them. <laughs> and you're supposed to only be limited two to a person. But yeah. minor – like I feel like minor league employees, they're great, but you get like a young kid that's working at that thing. He's not going to care how many – how many he sells so that was a real short-lived promo uh that, that, I that was a good forward, one, yeah the room it was like called like rugnet's uh, i think it's called odor's punch and like two or three different vodkas and then red bull in it that way you can get, stay you know pumped up but i like the jerseys that you guys get to do i think those oh, are yeah. a lot of fun like the iron pigs do the bacon sunday with the bacon what what's been have you had any fun ones that you're like man i really enjoy I, I enjoyed that one. We had uh, the um, uh, Black Panther jerseys in Eugene, and it was like the uh, like the chest plate of the Black Panther, and I thought that was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Like the Fresno um, team, I think they did uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles yeah. over like a certain series of them or whatever. But those things, if you can get one and resell them online, are crazy like – Somebody had a set of the Fresno ones that they sold for, I think it was like two or three grand. Yeah. So the what we do with ours is we'd auction them off after the game, and so like people would bid on them, like right, during the game, and then come like on the field, like have take a picture with us and everything. We go give them our jersey. See, I always thought like Tulsa always has really good. We always end up with really good people to sing the Star Spangled Banner. But yeah. most places end up with like, ah, oh, and this is Chad. He's a fifth grader. And then Tulsa's like, please remove your hats while Hanson sings the national anthem. Like, they sang the World Series in the 90s. Yeah. I no. remember they did a World Series, and now they're singing a minor league one. Double A baseball in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, they had Tim McGraw one year. Um, The girl that's from Broken Arrow that's like the Broadway singer, Chinoweth. I don't um, know. You got me. Yeah, yeah I can't remember. Like, she's out there all the time. I'm like, man, for a minor league ballpark, we would get really, really badass singers. 
then again, there, there's a lot of like famous like singers from Tulsa. Yeah. That live there. <laughs> yeah, like Garth Brooks just sold his place from Owasso. Yeah, then was it who is it? Blake Shelton and uh, uh Gwen, Gwen Stefani. Yeah, they're down in like the Ada area. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of famous people from Oklahoma. Cole Franklin, <laughs> Chase Almy. I mean, you know, we're we're joining the ranks. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, D- Dallas Keuchel, he's a he's a famous one. Um, who else? Archie Big- Bradley, Dylan Bundy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm thinking older too. He was on um, he was on the Dodgers. Matt Kemp. Brad, uh, Brad Penny, Matt Kemp. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of good Warren Spawn, Mickey Mantle. I mean, going way back. I'm telling you. Yeah, we were bred for baseball. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> some of us to play, some of us to talk about the way other people's play. So, dude, Cole, thanks for coming on the show. Um, I cannot wait to get my custom bobblehead. Chris, I'm waiting for it and put it up on the old shelf. Um, hopefully, we can split a pie one day over at the uh, Savistanos. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, that's that they love you over there. You're like, I think they want to change your last name to Savistano. <laughs> They're great people, man. I really enjoy them. Right. Yeah. They were like, oh, man, like because I'm in that Cubs fans in Oklahoma. So you were constantly yeah. talked about in that. So good luck on the season. I know, you know, you don't know where you're going quite yet. Uh, be on the lookout. Uh, things keep going the way they are. You could get that September call up. Who knows? Oh. So, man, you know, I think this is a good time. We'll get you out of here. Go and enjoy uh, Mesa, Arizona while you can. Um, enjoy the weather before. Is it getting too hot there yet? Is it? Uh, it's it's every now and then. Every other day is pretty hot. But right now it's, it feels great. Right. Yeah. It looks like you're hanging out on the balcony. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, man, have fun, guys. This interview brought to you by our guys at Monkey Knife Fight. Monkey Knife Fight is your number one fantasy sports place to play every day it's simple fun and easy to play users determine which superstars competing in the day's professional sporting events will record more or less than the contest line provided monkey knife fights daily fantasy prop games play similar to the salary cap dfs games but without the algorithms lineups and most importantly sharks There are several contests to choose from, none of which require hours of research required on competing sites. Start with a simple 2-2 or go for the highest payouts, which can be 100 times and higher by selecting an 8-8 more or less contest. Get started now with a 100% instant match bonus up to $100 right now with the promo code HOLYCOW. Well, Cole, thanks for being on the show. It was a lot of fun, Greg. I enjoy him. He's a great guy. Look, now we can get the season. Yes. And uh, now we can get into the uh, meat and potatoes of what is wrong with the Cubs. I can think of a whole lot. Uh, We'll we'll cover it where this is the first show of May. And, you know, everybody, the optimists are, oh, May will come around. May will come around. And what's come around is that you can score 12 runs as the Cubs and still lose. That 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 drives me nuts. Yes. You score, well, you can play 25 games, score 12 runs in each game, and you're going to win 20, 22 of them. But not yesterday, which I know I it was interesting that um, 
like I've said in previous shows, I read Chicago Tribune, the Cincinnati Inquirer. I read four or five different newspaper baseball beats. And there is an interesting article on there today for Cincinnati that now all of a sudden does, um, is Great American Ballpark hurting or helping the Reds? And I'm thinking, you know what? It It's a bandbox. I mean, I, I've always kind of thought it was a, it was an, people talk about Wrigley being the home run heaven of the, the entire National League. Maybe 25, 30 years ago, it might have been because you still have the old multi purpose riverfront stadium, Three Rivers, the original Bush Stadium. And you didn't hit a lot of home runs in those ballparks. And now that we've, we've built PNC and we've built Coors Field and some of these other smaller ballparks. You know, there's there's more home runs, man. That's why I'm kind of chuckling about how we want to tinker around with the height of the mound, pitcher's mound, because we're not getting enough runs. I'm thinking, watch yesterday's game, boys yeah. and girls. I mean, seriously, what what would yesterday's game have been with an altered mound? Forty some to twenty eight. I mean, I mean, these games are getting out of control. Absolutely. You know, who, why would you want to be a pitcher? Right. I, mm-hmm. I mean, Cole, I, you know, you're Cole is in that weird position where, man, this is going to be hard to, to pitch. You don't have Garrett Cole. You don't have Clayton Kershaw. These guys, you know, the, things are starting to change and they're, yeah. they're trying to do, they, you know, they swear the balls were juiced or whatever. And they came back to basically say they moved to a different factory and they were just making the baseballs too damn good. Like that was the problem. A little bit too tight. And yeah. The, the lacing was actually going into the ball, causing it to be more of a sphere. B is for baseball class that you used to teach Greg uh, right. talking about, you know, the different in the, the way that the ball travels through the air and things like that. So, now they're trying to get away from that. And so you would think the harder pitchers are throwing, the more strike. We do have more strikeouts, but the change in focus on, which I don't know if that's really the case this season. I know there's been a, quite a few home runs, and there's, but I've noticed a lot more small ball. Yeah, I feel like I've noticed more guys showing bunt and actually bunting than I remember in the last full season of baseball. I, I, know. I to say it's been a while. I remember growing up in the seventies and watching, you know, watching the Cincinnati Reds and they were the masters of, you know, playing for the one run. Right. And they had the pitching staff that they could make that one run hold up. And that's the thing is maybe Chicago needs to think about, playing for the one run because since the last time we've seen you guys, they got shut out twice against the Braves giving up five on Tuesday night's game and 10 on Wednesday night's game shut out, you know, and, and, and I, the, I don't know. I mean, they just, the Braves slapped the Cubs around like a step stepchild. I mean, it was just, like a battered stepchild. Yeah. And, you know. And here we are. I get it. Freddie and Freddie and Rizzo, the, that's going to be the storyline this season. They're the 
you know, the cool thing, the whole chasing down and calling him Frederick. Yeah, I got it. And then he pitches against him. Okay, so we're going to celebrate Rizzo having the best ERA in the history right. of baseball. That, that should not be the big story coming out of that Braves Cup series. And there's a lot of fans who were mad because they're celebrating it. You know, I, you know, I just in years past, I mean, there might be one, maybe two pitchers I'd see come out of the bullpen and I'm thinking, oh, we're in trouble. Now I it doesn't seem to matter who comes out of the bullpen. I mean, even even Kimber, I mean, I Kimbrell's done, I think, well this season. Yes. All, he really yesterday he didn't. But you know what? It can't just be him and no one else. Right. I, I never thought I'd ever say this in my lifetime, but I'm ready for Pedro Strope to go back out there. He can't be any worse. Well, and that's the thing now. Pedro Strope is back in the Dominican Republic for some family issue going on, personal issue that he's got going on. So we don't even have that. Right. You know, and, and that's the thing is the U Darvish trade. What are we, what are we getting? And now there's talks of if everything keeps going like this, by the end of the month, Bryant will be gone. Yeah. They think the Philly. I've had, I've got some real concerns in the next two months because I, Something just tells me that we're not going to – we're going to win some. We'll have a couple, two, maybe three-game win streaks. We're not going to win five or six in a row. Not right. We've got – I mean, if we even have a win streak of any consequence at all, it's going to be because the bats have gotten extremely hot. Yeah. And again, you know, you score 12 runs in a game, you're going to win a lot of ball games, But – it just seems like every time, you know, we'd score a run, we'd throw gasoline on the fire that was the Reds. And, I mean, again, I don't want to piss off my friends that are Cincinnati fans, but that's not a real good ball team. We're going to see a good ball team tomorrow and Wednesday at Wrigley. The Dodgers are a good ball team. The Reds are mediocre. I mean, they're just – they're not even going – I don't think they're going to end up being the class of our division. It's going to be a two-team horse race, I'm afraid, between the Cardinals and the Brewers. Hate them both. And whoever they they get to the playoffs, I'll root for whoever plays against them because I'm petty and vindictive like that. But um, I I just think it's going to be a long summer on the north side of Chicago. But we'll see. Next week, they play – Two in Cleveland, they play three in Detroit. I've got tickets for all five. First road trip of the season. So I'm hoping I can bring some luck and we'll see what I hope. Old style beer, get back to us. Get Greg That's on the road. The the weather hopefully will cooperate and we won't have any rainouts. But you know, when you're old and retired, what else you have to do? Hey. So um well, I know you said you don't want to piss off your Cincinnati fan friends. No. Well, let me go ahead and do that right now. Amir hey, Garrett, man. you are the dumbest. Yeah. Just dumpster. You're cheering for striking out somebody with a 191 batting average. Yeah, he. You look dumb. You're out there talking to yourself. 
like it's freaking WWE SmackDown. Just well, shut not, up and pitch. It's not October. We're not in playoff baseball yet. But the, I guess when you've really got nothing of consequence to celebrate for an entire season so far. Right. You, you pick you pick things like that. And Baez, I'm glad you got out there. You got after Rizzo for us. Rizzo's having, you know, the season. He probably won't be here much longer. I get it. I got it. Enjoy what you can. But, dude, yeah. I mean, you struck him out. They're swinging at everything. There, there's nothing going on, you know, offensively. And you're over here acting like you just struck out Mike Trout, who's having the Absolutely. best season of his career. Chris Bryant's having that. You know, I mean, it's just when I had to laugh that, you know, the manager of the Reds, whatever his name is. Well, I really don't know what the big deal was. I'm why were the Cubs mad? Well, did you watch the same game that I did? Yeah. Don't tell me that if you weren't the opposing team or the opposing manager in the other dugout, that wouldn't piss you off either. Because it was, right. you know, most most professional athletes. You know, they've got a lot of pride in what they do and pride in their team. And when you feel that you're being shown up or, uh, I mean, that that was just Bush League. Well, I just called it garbage. I mean, he called it exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, get out there, strike somebody out that's doing something. I know, he, I know. you know, and I love Tony. I, love, I think Rizzo's great. He's got a 222 batting average right now over the season. He's been in a slump for the past 15 days, um, you know, for the past seven, eight games. It's what what's bothering me about the season so far is that the top three leaders in the Cubs last year in batting are right now the last three. Yeah. Jason Hayward hasn't shown up. Chris Bryant is leaps. I mean, he's doing better than he did last season. But he's still woefully short of what we've come to expect from him over the last several years. And right. I mean, it. if you look at it right now, he's got, uh, you know, he's right now he's sitting at the top right now. He's got a 323 batting average, 405 on base percentage, 708 slugging. And his OPS is 1.114. I mean, those are leading i mean those are top three in the in the in the league yeah and we can't do anything with it and you've got an offense who's just feeling completely just dejected problem i don't know how they feel they're sitting around smiling about striking out freddie freaking freeman but you've got to know down and you have a pitching staff who they're not talking about at all they're talking about the offense well you know what? The offense can show up with three or four runs, and that used to be able to win you a ball game if you had a pitching staff. But right now you're having to throw – I mean, 12, 12 runs isn't even enough to beat the Reds. I just – I you know, I don't know. I mean, I just – things just seem to be going from bad to worse for us. Yes. And I hope that I'm wrong, but I just I just have a bad feeling for the next couple of weeks. Man, and it, you know, and, and I got you. We've got this right now um, that 
you know, as we're recording this, we find out early, right before we go on to record, the game for Monday night's been canceled. It's now a seven-inning doubleheader games today no. while you're watching it against the reigning champs of the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Los Angeles Dodgers are now a half game back of the uh, San Francisco Giants out there in the NL West. But they have a run, the best run differential in MLB right now. But they're actually a half game out of first, and they've lost their last seven of their, or they've lost seven of their last ten games. That's just not normal for them. It just isn't. Yeah, they um, they lost uh, three out of the four against the Brewers and the Reds. They lost two out of three on that, so they lost those series. Now they're coming to Chicago, but here's the here is the big issue. Listen to these pitching matchups and tell me how you feel, Greg. Game one, Kyle Hendricks versus Walker Bueller. Game two Uh-oh. for tomorrow will be <laughs> Albert Alzale. I always mess that name up. And Clayton Kershaw. Then to finish up that rubber match there on Wednesday, Jake Arietta versus Trevor Bauer. You're getting you know, cream of the crop. Yeah, we're, we're, not, we're not skirting by the Dodgers pitching staff this time around. But, right. You no, know, the way, who knows? We may win two or three. I mean. I mean, you've got to play the odds. They've, yeah. they've, they've very easily, they could very easily get swapped the next two days with yeah. what's on the mound. But because Hendricks. He's just not been Hendricks the last couple starts. No. Arietta, I mean, he – I can't say that I was super impressed with his last start. No. Okay. But, to, but to be honest, though, that's been his worst. Yeah, true. Kyle Hendricks, I mean, you know, you're a former teacher. You understand physics a bit. You can't miss with an 81-mile-an-hour fastball. No. When you're out there throwing batting practice, it seems like you can't miss. He doesn't have the command. He doesn't have those secondary pitchers. You know, he's the professor. He doesn't have what he had in years past that kind of made him. Well, and, you know, I'll even go back to beginning of the season, off season. You know, the three pitchers we had last year, him, um, Darvish, and um, – Oh gosh, I'm old. I'm. We traded. Out, we we let him go. You Darvish, Lester. Oh Lester. Yeah, you know, between Lester, Darvish, and um, I, I would have kept those two. Yeah. I, I mean, and, I, and what we got back wasn't that great. Oh, no, that that's. I, I I guess I maybe I just haven't looked hard enough, but I'm not. I'm not sure why we let, I mean, Lester wanted to come back. I don't, unless there was some secret, I don't think Darvish was demanding to be traded either. No. And I'm just like, did we just trade these guys just to trade or, I mean, I did, 
And again, don't get, I mean, I'm not an anti-Hendrix fan, but of the three, he, to me, he, he's the third, he would have been my third option. But again, I'm not a lifelong baseball executive, so I'm sure there's more to the equation than what I know, but it, it's really, I, I feel like my point's being proven already. You know, well, and you know how to where we're at right now with the whole situation. I mean, it's and this is being in the South and watching it from. I mean, it seems like the Cubs are going the way of the Bears. It seems like there's this whole idea of you know this approach of fans are wanting to know what what they're doing, and we're all just kind of like using these words and this. Oh, you know. You'll see it when you see it, and it's like, well, we see it right now that there's not a plan, and and I'm scared that, you know, Jen, when, when Hoyer took over for Epstein, he never replaced himself. Yeah, there is no GM. There's a president of baseball operations. There's no GM. Are we going that route now? That's going to kind of resemble more of a Dallas Cowboys. I know Jerry Jones owns it. Hoyer doesn't own nothing right now. He doesn't own a winning record. He doesn't own a team on a ball field that can do anything right now. But it, are they going that route where they've got one man, a one-man band kind of doing what it is that they want? It, it's not working, whatever it is. Maybe that's part of the deal. Maybe we're in a tank of a season, and we don't want to talk about it. And, you know, I mean, I've heard it. I've seen it in print more than once that, you know, the statement's been made almost every single. Well, it really doesn't matter how we finish because Cup fans are loyal to Wrigley Field, and they're gonna they're going to show up, win or lose. Well, this fan's not going to show up if I don't feel that there's an honest effort out. I mean, you know, I'm going next week for five games, but. I'll tell you what, I mean, if I don't feel that they're even willing to put a legitimate product on the field, you know, I can go watch somebody else play. I mean, that's not, I don't get, I guess I don't want it to sound like, oh, well, I'm transferring loyalty, but, you know, I think there's a limit to the loyalty that most Cup fans have. And I, you know, there's an entire generation of Cub fans that have really never seen what I call tough times. You know, I think back to the seventies when I tune in WGN and Jack Burkhouse was all excited because, Hey, we, we've got so many people here today. We're opening up the upper deck. First time the upper deck's been open in two or three weeks. And, you know, you'd say that today and, People would go, what? What do you mean opening up the upper deck? You know, back right. then, I mean, I still remember before, well, you know, 1984 changed a lot of things, not necessarily for the best, but I still remember, you know, once I came up here in 1980, 1981, that I'd always take one, two personal days every year. And I'd go up in the fall, and I'd go up in the spring on a Friday usually, watch Cubs play. And I remember, I don't know what there, I'd have to look at the ticket stuff. 
but it was before 19, between 81 and 84. Went up with a buddy. It was um, September, and they were already out of, obviously, out of the hunt. We went to the the pre, uh, the box office that day, and we had we got tickets right behind the Cubs dugout, four or five rows behind them that day. Yeah, and we didn't pay three figures to get those seats. No, and you know, is that what we want to go back to? I mean, <clears throat> and that's what that's what everybody's saying. You know, like the we are, we're loyal fans because we're so used to it, but I don't want to think about this being another 2011, you know, when everything just went to crap. I I'm too old to wait for another 10, 15 year rebuild. I mean, I I look at the pirates and God bless those fans. I mean, they, they wait every year and they've got, which I'm almost beginning to put the two owners, Cubs and pirates in the same boat. The pirates are just too damn cheap. Yep. To really put their money behind and say, hey, we are going to have a winner. You know, they continue to stick marginal pro- uh, prospects out there. Oh, well, let's win a few games. Let's keep them somewhat happy. And I still say it's it's going to be between the Cubs and the Pirates for the bottom of the NL Central basement this year. I hope I'm wrong, but, uh, you know, that's been the reality of a Pirates fan for since the 1970s, 1980s. And that was our reality for so many years. And we finally got away from that. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, money solves all issues, but. Uh, Money solves all issues on a baseball field. I, I, I just, I. Someone really is going to have to sit down and explain to me the reasoning between behind who we kept and who we traded or allowed to go away on our pitching staff from last season this year because I'm not understanding it at all. I, I'm um, hopeful. I'm the hopeful results, that the results are proving it. Right, and I'm hopeful that it's one of those things that come next year uh, in August next season that we're saying. Oh wow! They they knew what they were doing. They yeah, did this. I they did that. I hope. I'm hopeful. Here's what I'm looking forward to. I know when you hear those names, Kershaw and Bauer, I'm really looking forward to Wednesday's game. I'm looking forward to that. Jake Arrieta, Trevor Bauer. I love Trevor Bauer for social media purposes. I think the whole thing that he's got with him and his agent and how that whole thing works, I think, is great. But I really just want to watch Bauer get dominated by Arietta. I want old school Jake Arietta to come out, that Jake Arietta that we're used to. I honestly think, though, if we want to see something, because you know that the game with uh, the game with against Kershaw, Alzale, I think that's going to be pretty cool because you know Kershaw. 2.09 ERA, five walks, 39 strikeouts through six starts. He's looking good. But even Alzale, he's looked pretty good over the past couple yeah. of starts. He's he's hung in there. So if you look at it by the numbers, we're, we're kind of off. The run differential for the Cubs is 23rd in the, in the league. 
with a minus 14. The Dodgers, they're at a plus 45. They've got the best. Right now, run scored per game, 4.61. They're 14th in the league. Dodgers, 5.1 runs per game. They're sitting at third. I don't. I think that right there is kind of where it's at. the The issue is the runs allowed per game. Cubs is five point one one runs allowed per game. It's twenty fifth in the league. The fact that there's people that are allowing more is just a, a miracle. The Dodgers sitting at three, basically three and a half runs, three point five five, which they're the third in the in there. But over the last 10 games, they've lost seven. Is that going to be a trend that sticks sticks around? I hope so, at least through Wednesday. Um, so, you know, they are playing the, the two shortened games, which kind of scares me too because lately, since that whole game where they just put it on uh, the Braves, yeah. runs have been coming later in the game. It's like yeah. if you watch Sunday's game. They, you know, they start off with one or two runs there, but it seems like they keep coming back a little bit later in the game. Yeah, absolutely. So those seven innings, you know, you're losing two. We've got to figure something out. I really do think they could have pulled Sunday's game out had we not had the stupid rule of putting someone on second. Yeah. I mean, Rossi got ballsy, put a double steal on there in the 10th inning, trying to get something done. Arietta struck out. Arietta came in as a pinch runner because Ian Happ got hurt, which who knows what his situation is going to be. He's still questionable. Nobody really knows. Got carted off after he had a collision. So that put everybody into that predicament where now we're having to pinch hit a, a pitcher. I mean, they everybody went through. I believe once Jake Arietta came in, and um, I can't even remember the pitcher that faced him. They were like the 38th player. 37th and 38th player of that game to come in. I mean, they just went through players like nobody's business. I think it could be good right now that that actually happened with the uh, rain out for the Monday night game, because that gives everybody at least an extra day of rest. That lets the hap situation be examined. Jock Peterson has now been activated and back with the team. Who knows if he's going to play. Wilson Contreras still kind of in that little toss up there and Javi, Javi Baez on what's happening. You know, Baez is back in. It's, it's quite a season that's going to be interesting to watch right now. Predicted um, lineups, Wilson Contreras, Anthony Rizzo, Nico Horner, David uh, Bodie or Matt Duffy there on that third base, Javi Baez, Chris Bryant out in the outfield, uh, Jake, Jake Marisnik and Jason Hayward. That Jason Hayward thing's really bothering me. I'm hoping that maybe with Jock being back, that might cause some differences in the outfield. Um, also, Los Angeles Dodgers, they've got Will Smith there, Max Muncy, Gavin Lux, Justin Turner, Corey Seager, AJ Pollock, Chris Taylor, Mookie Betts. This will be the first time that Jock Peterson sees his old team. I think that'll be interesting to watch as well. Gavin Lux. And I think I just saw this afternoon tonight that that rookie uh, redhead they've got, he's going to have, uh, he's done. He's, um, I just saw him on um, ESPN or whatever within the last week. Um, He's having um, Tommy John surgery. Oh, yeah, the pitcher. um, 
But oh, he's looked uh, good the times I've seen him. Dustin May, Dustin May, yeah. Yeah. That's yes. not gonna help them at all. No. But I I don't have a good feeling about this series. I I hope I'm wrong, but a positive, I think, though. I mean, and again, I, I'm still a big believer you play who you play, and it doesn't matter who you play or when you play them, but the next couple of weeks it does get a little bit better. We, you know, we got we've got Pittsburgh back in here for three this weekend. Two at Cleveland, three at Detroit, four at home against Washington. You know, if we're going to do anything this season, we've got that stretch of five, eight, 12 games there. We've got to do something. And I'm not just saying go six and six. We need right. to go 10 and two, whatever. Because you win that little two game series with I mean, Cleveland, you. You win that. You win the. Uh, you win Sweep it. the tie, maybe. Right. Went three or four against Washington, because you know the twenty first. Then we go on a six game road trip, and we're in St. Louis for the first time, and we all know how tough those games are. Right. And then the Reds come back, and I know San Diego isn't off to the best start either, but you know you've got the Reds and the and the Padres. The end of September. I'm sorry. The end of May into the first of June. So we'll see what happens. Right. And I think if you can, I think if you can win the two games against Cleveland, you can at least win the series with uh, with Detroit. I really think they've got a good chance against Burley and uh, Bauer in this Los Angeles series. I think that those are the two. I think those are the two games that they should really be looking at that they can really come in and do something. I think Kershaw, you know, it's always nice if you can win against Kershaw, but it's kind of one of those things where you know it's going to be pretty damn tough to do. Right. Um, and it's not like you're going to be the only one that loses against him. Right. So I think if they can do that, we can see a bounce back into what's going on. I think the Cincinnati dumpster fire is going to continue. They're cocky. I love watching them lose because they are cocky and they have absolutely nothing to really be cocky about. You scored 13 runs against a team that's giving up. What what was the stat that I threw out just a few minutes ago? Um, They're 20. Yeah. They're the the, runs scored per game. They're at 4.61, but they're allowing 5.11 runs a game so basically five runs a game you're guaranteed against the cubs right now on an average it's crazy what we don't need to see is we don't need to see any more shutouts we've got to get patient at the plate they know they can throw whatever they want to to the outside corner in that right-handed batter's box and jason hayward will step on home plate to try to hit that ball because he wants to hit he wants to get out of this rut just be patient. Do something to get on base. That's what we need because you do have players like Chris Bryant who are on fire. We it's not like we're sitting here with just with bad stuff. 323, 245, 238, 222. You've got Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, Wilson Contreras, Anthony Rizzo right now. They have the, you know, uh Jake Marisnik. He's sitting 261. I mean, you've got guys, uh, Matt Duffy, 273. Those aren't bad deals. Nico Horner, he needs to be here every day. Right now he's batting 389. 
he is playing very well right now. Yes. Keep that momentum going. Absolutely. Keep him in the lineup. Find somewhere to make sure that he's in every game. But you can't have Chris Bryant just sitting on second every every game waiting for somebody to bring him back his, his helmet. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, we're hoping for the best. We want to thank Monkey Knife Fight. We want to thank Obvious Shirts. Once again, here they are, Obvious Shirts. There's a, there's a great guy, Joe, over there. Hit him up, ObviousShirts.com. Use our promo code HOLYCAL5. Get you $5 off your shirt. That is the shirt that I'm wearing right now, guys. I'm still giving one out to people. Just like our stuff on Instagram. Go like our page or go, go like our profile. Follow us. Like the pictures. I'm going to throw a picture up there this week. Comment. Tag a friend. Let's get ourselves up to at least 100. That's weird that we're having to ask that because, guys, this this episode will eclipse the 10,000 views for us total. We're getting about 2,500 views, guys, on this. On this. You guys are watching it, so enjoy it. Help yeah. us out. Help Greg start his second career as an accomplished podcaster, digital show creator, all of those things. Yeah. Also, he even yeah. had my mom watching the other day, which that was a surprise. But Hey. Uh, the mom, my mom watches this show because I've, I've tamed the tongue. Um, so she, she gave me a hard time about my cat and so I'd lock that cat up. I wouldn't lie. And again, since that's where I'm at my mom's tonight. So uh, no cat pictures for you tonight. Ladies no cat pictures. I, I noticed the, uh, I noticed the different curtains. Yeah. Different, different venue tonight. So yeah. On the road. And thanks to Cole Franklin for coming on and making the first half of the show a lot of fun. Good luck on that, guys. It is opening day for minor league teams. Um, I'm sure if you're not in the Chicago area, there is a minor league team within driving distance. It is time to get that summertime started. Uh, if if you guys are looking, hit hit us up on here. I can tell you some great things, especially with the Cubs fans in Oklahoma. Guys, let's meet up. Let's hang out. Let's go, you know, go to Savistano's. That's going to be the, I think, the official place of Holy Cow. So, guys, until next week, remember, don't give up just yet. Memorial Day, you can give up, okay? That's, 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 we're going to Memorial Day. It's the 4th of July, but, or even the All-Star break, but we'll just play one at a time. Go a week of time, and we'll see what happens. Right. So, guys, remember that Cubby's blue, and always go Cubs go. We'll see you next week. Adios.